to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show and what you want to hear more of. Those ratings and reviews help get the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So if you've already done that, thank you so much. So in today's episode, I want to discuss something that I was chatting with a client about the other day, about navigating forms of resentment in the psyche. And something that really I really hadn't contemplated on that really just came up during the session spontaneously, and I was really thinking about it after the session, was... I told her during the session and this is just this was just looking at her situation and her particular nervous system pattern and that really is what I'm doing with clients is intuitively tracing their different nervous system states and trying to follow different corners of the psyche through their different nervous system patterns and when she was bringing up resentment in particular I recognized that it felt as if going back to the last episode, it felt as if that resentment felt to me as if it was the genuine anger that sat underneath the resentment had been um, put into freeze for a long time and that resentment showed up as the stagnated angry energy that was unable to move because it was frozen. So just because it's frozen and unable to be completed does not mean that that's dead energy. It means that there's energy sitting underneath that. It's pushing up against the defensive pieces of the psyche that keep high activation anger states split off from consciousness and so resentment kind of pushes back on our defenses and resentment I actually googled it and resentment it said sometimes resentment leads to an inability to stop thinking about an event that caused intense emotion and I think that that's really interesting because if we imagine resentment like this That resentment is stagnated anger that has been dissociated, put into freeze, but is pushing up against our defenses that keep us from consciously experiencing that anger. Then, of course, we would constantly feel resentment because resentment is the the parts of anger that are able to be digested at the current physiological state of the nervous system and at the current level of consciousness to actually go through and go into that all of that dissociated anger and actually even perhaps rage 
would be seemingly too much for the ego. If that anger and that rage was so much over time that it had to be split off from consciousness, of course we can't just experience that all at once because actually something in the psyche has deemed anger and rage as dangerous and threatening instead of the outer stimulus being the danger and threat and the anger and the rage being an innate genuine self-protective response the body has now coded the body's instinctual responses to threat as threatening which is really confusing but that happens so often anger and rage in any fight response often gets dissociated because it's unsafe to express that when you're up against a particular type of abuse or abuser or trauma and so this resentment in particular I think is a digestible form of that instinctual anger and rage that sits underneath of it and really what bothers me is when people are saying like well it's not helpful to be resentful of people and to just let it go and we need to forgive people and it like puts this morality on top of this experience you can never make broad sweeping moral statements about particular things because what i've found in working with people (laughs) their particularities of their psyche and their nervous system are so unique and to to, to place a moral value judgment on the way they are processing something and tell them that they should forgive somebody because it's it just doesn't work. And to tell somebody to let go of their resentment when what sits behind that resentment is so much loaded energy of affective rage and anger it's impossible physiologically. So in working with this person in particular, it was really all about creating a self-protective structure around her, a boundary around her, so that she had enough space to make contact with the genuine anger that she felt towards her abusers and towards the people who had hurt her, and to express some of that without value judgment, without saying, oh, you shouldn't be angry about that, you shouldn't shouldn't care about that, that happened so long ago, that's ridiculous, and so let's just throw that judgment out the window, that is so ridiculous, because if it's there, it's there. And so working through trauma is helping the body slow things down and catch up to what needs to be released in the system and if a ton of anger and even rage was thwarted in the system this process is going to look very slow in releasing those stuck anger and rage experiences and titrating those down so that they're more digestible to the human psyche And the last thing that I wanted to note on this in particular in in talking about resentment is some people feel that it's a waste of energy to express their resentment or the little pieces that sit underneath their resentment because who they they hold resentment at 
would never hear what they had to say anyway. And the really important thing about expressing yourself is recognizing that your expression as an adult first and foremost needs to be validated by you and that's really hard to do if you've never been validated for even having an experience at all we learn how to validate ourselves and our experiences and so if you've never done that it can feel very foreign or you've never had that that can feel very foreign and we can have this longing to be validated in our anger and in our rage but when we tell somebody that we're angry at them it's very hard for another person to receive that it takes a very grounded open and regulated person to receive someone's anger and hold that most likely the people that you are angry with in an abusive situation or a traumatic situation are not going to be the people that can actually receive your genuine expression. And so it's really not so much about how a literal outer person would respond if you said that to them. It's about having the courage to confront what it is inside of you that wants to be said. That's really, really, really important because if we're always dependent on somebody else's reactions and somebody else's validation or acceptance for our own genuine feelings, it's going to be very, very, very hard to get to those deeper layers of the threads of anger. And when I'm working with clients, I try to create a space in a container that is large enough for their anger that is large enough for their rage that I can meet them in that and we can expand that container to hold that anger and that rage but that's most likely not going to happen with again the person who abused and traumatized you is not going to have the capacity to hear you typically I'm not saying that's like a forever thing but typically and so sometimes it's not about expressing our our anger and our rages towards the person who hurt us it's about expressing it period and actually confronting those genuine experiences that live inside of you and maybe it's you know, with me or another practitioner in particular that hears you and holds you in that for the first time ever, that doesn't mean that it has to go out and be projected towards the person who hurt you. Typically, the more and more we learn to meet ourselves where we are and validate our own experiences, the less we are dependent on other people to to respond in a particular way when we we express ourselves we are much more flexible with recognizing that okay they they can't hear me in this but it's very important that i have made contact with what's real for me and express it in a way that feels appropriate given where i'm at so anyway just some musings about resentment in particular Um, Some housekeeping news at the end of the podcast. Again, my upcoming book club with my fiance on James Hillman's The Souls Code starts on October 30th. And my 
Mother Archetype Workshop series going over the book by Sybil Burkhauser starts on October 31st. So if you are interested in either of those offerings in creating conversations and community with others, you can visit the links in my show notes. Both of those offerings are donation-based and pay what you want, so you get to choose the price. And these are things that my fiance and I do to create communities that are budget-friendly because we think that allowing people to be in conversations with other individuals who are wrestling with similar contemplations is it spontaneously expands consciousness. Um, that's really, really important to us. So we're, we're so happy to be on our sixth book club and this is my second workshop series. So I'm really excited to have these offerings out there for the fall. So with that being said, I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you on Thursday. Bye guys. Thank you.